Hello there. Don't be alarmed. We're just preparing your listening device for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. We do this, of course, by filling the radio with water. Don't worry. We're professionals. Thanks to me, you won't even get wet. You see, I've crammed every appendage of my body into the cracks and crevices of your radio, ensuring an airtight seal. By the way, don't touch your on-off knob. That's a very sensitive area. Anyway, I should remind you, we believe in the buddy system just like diving, so don't listen alone. Call your buddy and tell them that Scuba Radio is about to begin. We're going to start a new life under the sea. So, uh, am I going to drown? Of course not. Just stay calm and let the gentle currents relax your every muscle. Under the sea. Under the sea. Did it just get warmer? There'll be no accusations. Just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Where the hell are the sharks? And now, here's your dive guide for Scuba Radio, Greg the Dive Master. And welcome to Hour 2 of the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. And we have the Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web made up of Barry the Bugger, Jerry the Diver Guy, Bubble Boy, Vinny Two Tanks, Pete from Scuba Board, Mermaid Kristen, even Casey the Tobacco Nut has joined us for this hour of the big broadcast. And uh, to round out the uh, the corner square, as you can see on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch, we have a special guest who also, she doesn't know this, but Anna is going to be the official Shearwater Diver of the Week, brought to you by the Shearwater Peregrine. Embark on your adventure. Anna, welcome to Scuba Radio. What Do you feel honored? Girl. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, you're the Diver of the I Week, better. whether you want to be or not. But I figure I better give you, you a award right off the I really bat appreciate it. to tolerate the nonsense you're about to experience. Uh, it, the computer, the dive be, computer. Just answer that. We'll leave it at the that. The one they're donating. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got like six of them. Yeah, seven. that's okay. The Peregrine, that's the one she's sponsored by. So we'll just go with that for now, Pete. But let's talk about uh, what Anna is here for. Uh, and first off, I, I may have some of my facts wrong. It'll be first time ever in the history of Scuba Radio. But Anna, I believe you're one of the featured speakers at the Diving Talks event in October in Portugal. Are you or are you not? Well, I was last year. Yeah. Last edition. Okay. Um, and you might yeah, or may not in October. Depends on if you work it out with your schedule, I guess. Is that it? Yes, I plan I plan to be there. For okay. Sure. All right. We're going to say yes. I, so I get one. It's sh- it's a secret. Quiet. All right. So... So that event is happening out uh, in, off the coast of Port, well, in Portugal, and uh, you have a project that's like uh, uh, manta conservation. And is it tracking mantas off the coast of Portugal, or is it all over, or where is it exactly? Where are you so doing this project? It is specifically in the Azores archipelago, which is a um, archipelago off, um, off the coast of, of Portugal. There you go. Okay. So basically. In the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. How, fa- how far of a boat ride is that from the coast of Portugal? Is that a pretty pretty well, good haul? Well, you would go on a you would go on a plane, and it would be around two two and a half hours. So oh, okay. Basically, All right. Yeah. So uh, same distance from Lisbon as we are from New York. So it's okay. Right in Smack dab. So you got to take a take an airplane to even get there to where you're tracking yes. these mantas. So is yeah. this this area where these mantas congregate? Uh, do we know why they do this? Is it a mating thing uh, or feeding or what exactly? That's the million dollar question uh-huh. that we're trying to um, answer. Figure out. Okay. Uh, so we do have 
uh, this specific species called the sickle fin devil ray. Um, and this, they're from the same family as the manta rays, which okay. everyone knows um, very well. Yeah. Uh, and this, there's this seamount in the Azores, these very specific places where, for some reason, they go there every summer and they form big groups. And we are able to see them um, every year between June and beginning of October, depending on the conditions. Yeah. How, um, how many, what, what kind of numbers so, are we talking about? Are we talking about, is this, this that video of like thousands of them that I've seen online or is this no, a different that, thing? That was, that was probably in, in the Sea of Cortez that you saw. Yes. It's a different species. Yeah. But we okay. do have sometimes groups of up to 50 animals wow 50 um and okay. these yeah these are animals that have uh between two and a half three and a half meters wing nice tip to tip what's uh, the so difference between uh you said these are you know we're used to talking about mantas in general but the particular mm -hmm. species you're talking about is devil something would say that again what was it, it it's devil race so oh, devil race this so. family we 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 separate them we as manta rays which have two species yeah um, that have been possessed uh, by the devil <laughs> more or less so uh they have this uh, modified um fins near near the the head which okay. they use to kind of help funnel the plankton into their mouth got it and when they are rolled up they look like horns uh -huh. so they're so for the name Devil, devil ray. ray, gotcha. Devil Devil yes. Ray mantas. So they uh, they yes, go to this exactly. seamount uh, around the Azores, uh, mm -hmm. and they they congregate. Don't know why. Maybe it's for a human sacrifice or something. I don't know. But Maybe it's, it's for people watching. Well, uh, absolutely, and and that's what you do. You go out there and kind of take a look at them, uh, take pictures of them, monitor how many there are, sizes, that kind of thing. Is that what you're doing, or or what exactly? Yes. Yeah. So basically, the the biggest pillar of this project is citizen science. Yeah. So um, any diver that goes diving with these animals in the Azores that has a little camera, mm -hmm. uh, if they have pictures of these animals, uh, specifically from their belly, uh, we could use that to study them. And that's because these animals have a ventral pattern. Mm -hmm. So they have like a... In the case of the manta rays, it will be like a spot pattern. Right. Like uh, a fingerprint. Species, yeah. Exactly. So this, this pattern is unique for each of the animals. Um, and this means that if we have a picture and we have a date and, and a site where the picture was taken, if the animal is photographed again, we, a long time, can have um, more information on them, on the, the structure of the population. Right. Um, number of females, males. Yeah, I, I know they were doing. Uh, they were doing a similar project, or they do a similar project, like in uh, the Maldives, uh, which we were yes, out there on exactly. the liveboards there. So you're doing the same thing mm -hmm. there in the Azores off the coast of Portugal, and and you're monitoring their uh, migratory habits and that kind of thing, and seeing when they show up at what time of year, that type of stuff, and just kind of get an idea yeah. of where they are, so you can protect them or manage the population yeah. as effectively as as possible. I exactly. guess right. Exactly. So, yeah. if we know more, because this is a this is a, a different species from the manta rays. So yeah. it's actually these are very unique places where we can see them. There are not many other places in the world where we can predict that they will be there at this time of the year. And, and right. What 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 is uh, rate. 
What has your research shown you so far as far as far as why you think they congregate on that particular seamount? Do you think so, it is a mating thing or do you have a hunch one way or another or do you know at yeah. all? Yeah. First of all, when I started the project, I had no idea if we could use this the same technique that has been used for manta rays in this species because it hasn't been done hadn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to answer first was are the same animals coming back to the Azores and to this specific place in different years or not? And now yeah. we do know that they do. Okay. Sometimes with like nine years apart, seven years apart. Right. Uh, which is really interesting. Wow. Um, we also know all the animals we see are adults and we see a lot of pregnant females. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be that this region of the Azores might be important for um, pupping so they can the females can give birth maybe for far away offshore. Yeah. So we don't actually see the juveniles in the Azores, but they arrive pregnant and they leave pregnant at the end of the season. So it might be that they will be giving birth somewhere. Gotcha. Offshore. It, um, might, it might be kind of like a, uh, I don't know, expectant mother socializing. type of thing. You know, they're, they're doing Lamaze classes at that seamount before the, <laughs> the pregnant manta, devil ray mantas uh, give birth. Yeah. I don't know. But but that, that's be, cool. I mean, we could be socializing. Yeah. Sure, yeah, a little bit of that too. I mean, but that's the thing. You know, divers can participate in this project, like you said, if they have a camera and they can go to that particular area, and you help facilitate some mm-hmm. of those travel arrangements or run uh, trips and things like that out of Portugal, or what do you do exactly? Yeah. So, um, with with a partnership with the Oceanario de Lisboa, which is an aquarium in Lisbon. Okay. Um, they they finance a lot of conservation projects and uh, we came up with this partnership and we created this experience called Manta Conservation Experience um, and this is a, a trip, a unique um, experience for divers to be able to go to the Azores, participate in these like hand, hands-on um, conservation experience. Yeah, a little uh, citizen science for a diver. How can they get a hold of you, Anna, if they want to get more information on that? Yeah, so Either on the Oceanarium website, which would be www.oceanarium, which is O-C-E-A-N-A-R-I-O.pt, or through the project's um, social media, which will be Manta Catalog Azores. And we'll be sharing quite a lot uh, in the next few, few weeks about this. I love it. Anna, that is great stuff. Keep up the great work, and we support you here at Scuba Radio. I love mantis. Who doesn't? What diver doesn't? More coming up. Stay close. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. Bonaire is back, and Caradonna Dive Adventures and Buddy Dive Resort is ready to welcome you to the shore diving capital of the world. Buddy Dive Resort is a diver's paradise where you can sit back and relax and get more bottom time than just about any other diving option available. And the diving is spectacular. Caradonna Dive Adventures is your Buddy Dive connection for Bonaire, and their travel experts will help you navigate everything to make your holiday worry-free. Call 1-800-328-2288 or go to caradonna.com. That's caradonna.com. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer, and Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Terek is the best, most intuitive, and reliable wristwatch-sized dive computer on the market. Check it out in the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. 
dive computers for demanding divers. Come as a guest, leave as a friend. It's a philosophy that comes from the top down at Explorer Ventures Liveaboards. It doesn't matter if you're traveling solo with a buddy or group. Explorer Ventures does the liveaboard dive experience right. For proof, no Explorer Ventures has one of the best repeat customer stats in the dive industry. They're also the official liveaboard company of Scuba Radio. You've likely heard us talk about Explorer Ventures Scuba Radio Scuba Cruise trips many times, and we invite you to join us on the next one. However, whether we're on board with you or not, I'll bet an Explorer Ventures liveaboard trip will be one of the best dive experiences you've ever had it just doesn't get any better save st kitts turks and caicos the galapagos maldives indonesia humpback whales and the silver banks new destinations and itineraries are being added all the time call one of their talented travel consultants to find the explore ventures liveaboard experience that's just right for you 1-800-322-3577 that's 1-800-322-3577 or visit exploreventures.com that's exploreventures.com surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Chain up the doors and light the ceiling on fire. It's time for Shark Party. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master. CJ's in the studio with me. We were supposed to have a shark party uh, in Bimini last week as part of our 25-year anniversary, uh, but the cruise ship could not get into the dock at Bimini. So we just had to listen to uh, Neil get a report that they had two great hammerheads there off the coast of Bimini calling our name, going, come on, come dive with us, come dive with us. And so was, uh, That's what you get for going without me. Well, you had the opportunity to go, Casey. Come on, and we, and we did uh, raise a cigar to Casey. On, okay, on the, uh, well, he's already books. done it. Didn't you dive there? He's already done it. He's been no, there. I, done it. Ch- I still have not gotten a chance to do the shark dive. I took my uh, wife on the on the dolphin swim. Ah, okay. I was a nice oh. guy. Well, we're going back October fifth. Uh, any two tanks is rescheduled too. He's gonna go, right, Vinny? You are you, did gonna, you already? I hope I'm gonna. I hope Laura got me on the 13th floor near everybody. Okay, all right. Well, you don't have to be on our floor. You can go on any floor or room <laughs> Fact, you want. It's probably hint, best hint. if you're not. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds <laughs> good. Any order. floor, gotta, any room I want. We got to wow. maintain a, a certain level of buffering. Social distancing. <laughs> yeah. Scuba radio, scuba uh, scuba squad distancing. Yes, there, that may still be in effect. The ship now, is pants mandatory. The ship? Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. Let's just leave that one lie. I don't even want to go there. Uh, but, Casey, you could go. And uh, we're, we have uh, already re-upped uh, on the Virgin. It's on my calendar. I'm just waiting for doctor clearance. Well, it's October. You're going to be clear by October. <laughs> I don't know. The guy keeps it, telling me another 60 days. No, no, no. It's not going to be whether or not your foot is healed by October. It was like, will you be alive? It's so far away. <laughs> He wow. went to the dollar store doctor. Are you kidding? No, he didn't. I'm, I'm just saying yeah, we got plenty did. of time. October, how much? What's that? 180 nah, days. It's on the calendar. I marked it. I I uh, I have to say that I'm particularly happy that the uh, 
gods are on my side, blew you out for the shark dive. That, that's, not, that's not very nice. That's not very nice for you to say. See, it was his fault, <laughs> CJ. He cursed us. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got the curse of the Kraken. That, it had nothing to do with me talking about no, you being the all weather. Negative. No, I wasn't being Put negative. Out there I, was being, day. I was being a realist, uh, you know, as a diver. You got to roll with it. Negative, you know? Nancy. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, when exactly. you go on a trip, whether you're going uh, to dive with hammerheads or uh, mantas, like uh, Anna was just telling us about there in the Azores, you could go, you fly all, all the way out to that little seamount off the coast of Portugal and Lisbon and get all the way out there, you know, halfway around the world for us in the States and, and, and then find out, oh, guess what? Uh, we're blown out today. Can't dive. Well, that's like when I went to South Africa. Oh. No great whites. The killer whales are coming through. Okay. That is so not a good whales. example. You only got to see the killer whales instead of the great whites. I wasn't whites. going to dive with the killer whales. I did, what? Uh, that's a little intimidating for me. Really? Yeah, you what? wussed killer out. Whales? I, yeah, okay, I, I don't want to hear it from anyone anymore now. Well, they, they are called killer whales. Yeah, they are actually probably more dangerous than sharks. Uh, the great whites leave because they're smart. Because the killer whales are coming through. Well, I that don't know. That tells me they might be a little tougher than I am. No, well, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Kristen, no. She's a mermaid. She's oh. the king According of the sea. According to Greg, though, yes. the great whites also leave when the mermaids are in the that water. That is so true. We did a little yeah. experiment years ago in Guadalupe. That's and true. that's that's exactly what happened. As soon as we threw a scuba radio mermaid in the water, they they ran like chickens. I will, I will say this, Casey: yep. they are the wolf pack of the sea. Well, there yeah, you but go. you know the thing is, um, I, I I I gotta say that yeah, would I be a little hesitant? Yes, but would I be afraid of killer whales? No. Yes. No, I would not because you know they actually uh, they belong to the dolphin family. They're not uh, fish. I mean, killer whales could be jerks. Well, they can, of course, and there's been incidents with dolphins, but they're very intelligent, and I think they're smart enough to know that hey, we're not we're not their food item. And Anna, they're smart jerks. All you need is one inquisitive: is it crunchy or is it soft? And then your Hmm. day tastes like chicken. No, I don't think sweet or sour. Have you heard? (laughs) Well, Anna's still with us from. uh, Well, I know. Where are you, Anna? Are you in Portugal today? By the way. Or no? I'm in Scotland. 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 Okay. Well, have some Macallan for me. I uh, <laughs> I was trying to bond with that part of the world last week on the uh, cruise, but but I digress. Uh, Stay away had, from the overhauled. Quiet. Have you uh, Lord, yes. had some uh, experience with um, killer whales? I mean, are you with me on that? You think they're smart enough to know that they wouldn't eat us if we were actually in the water with them? I think they might be inquisitive. Well, they are definitely they are definitely really smart. Yeah. Um, I I would be more afraid of being in the water with killer whales than with sharks. That's for sure. Okay, me too. Right. They're well, there more you intelligent, go. but yeah, I don't know. There's been a few incidents. incidents. They there definitely has. know that. They definitely know it, we're not in our natural environment. Right. Uh, but I would probably go in the water then. Yeah. If I had the. Now, see, I, I, I did that in the Galapagos. I did swim. I scuba dived in the Galapagos. And had eight killer whales uh, in the water with me. Now, I didn't know it <laughs> when they swam behind <laughs> me. And then I uh, cracked the surface and the rest of my team uh, popped the popped the surface and said, Greg, did you see the killer whales? I'm like, yeah, right. And I didn't believe them. And then I turned around and I see eight dorsal fins. They said, oh, my God, as soon as you started uh, up from your safety stop, 
the whales literally swam right behind you. One of them rubbed one of the guy's fins. And uh, and I didn't see it while we were in the water. And then we got up on the uh, inflatables and cruised with them for about 30 minutes. Uh, we did have one yeehaw jump off the boat and snorkel with him. And uh, that was a whole nother story. But he, you know. Never he had, seen again. No, no. He he, he uh, got in the water and, you know, the, the people on the on the trip for, were freaking out and they you know they grabbed him pulled him back in the boat and then we got back to the main vessel and i asked him i said because they were furious with him and i asked him what were you thinking he goes i've always wanted to snorkel with killer whales it's been a dream and i said well, what was it like it was great i jumped in the water i saw them and all of a sudden i i noticed that they all stopped and started looking back at me and i said well, what'd you think i said don't act like a seal don't act like a seal <laughs> And he and it realized he realized that yeah maybe I ought to get out of the water and so he, he got back out of there before there were any other incidents they were literally chasing a uh, seal and catching it in their mouth and then releasing it like a cat toy playing with a you know like a cat playing with a cat toy it was, it was See, pretty they remarkable. could do that to a diver well hey, maybe but I but I, don't, I haven't heard of uh, incidents but evidently Anna has heard. You've heard there some incidents? There are a few uh, recorded with, cases. With, few. With pilot whales, for example, there has been cases where they, you know, grab people, pull them down, and then let yes. them go. Well, yeah, pilot whales, but, you know, they're, those are pilot whales. I mean, killer whales, they're, they're like Shamu. Shamu doesn't do that unless you... Oh, he does? Oh, that's right. If you invade his It wasn't his Shamu, tank. but I'm not going to say the name. Oh. Okay. Okay. There might be a few. All right. Anyway, we got more coming up. Stay close. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dive Master CJ in the studio with me. Scuba Radio Scuba Squad connected via the web. We got uh, Barry the Bugger, Vinny Two Tanks, Jerry the Diver Guy, Pete from Scuba Board. Uh, we got Mermaid Kristen, uh, Casey the Tobacco Nut, Anna's hanging with us uh, from Scotland. Uh, I probably got that accent backwards, right? Is that <laughs> Irish that or is up. that Scottish? Well, how, how do you do Scotland. it? How do you say it, Anna? Yeah, right. I, would, I wouldn't be the p- best person. Yeah, you wouldn't be? Yeah, she, I mean, obviously, she's from Scotland. You can hear it in her voice. But uh, but regardless, you know, it is what it is. But uh, we got a full crew, and, and we don't have enough. So we figured we'd add more. Because uh, Jim Elliott and, uh, and and some folks from Dive Heart are with us right now. Jim, how are you, buddy? What's going on? Good, good. Good. I'm joined by Tina Marie Hernandez, Dive Heart Executive Director. Oh, okay. Tina, welcome to Scuba Radio. How are you? Let me, Thank uh, you. Let, well. let me apologize in advance if we haven't uh, met. You look a little familiar, but I don't think we've met before, have we? Probably not directly, no. Good. You're that that explains why she's here. You. Yes. 
Exactly. But, uh, yeah, we got Jim and, and uh, her on the show today because you guys have uh, some big news. There's a new documentary coming out. Is it about the story of Dive Hard, Jim, or what exactly? Well, it, uh, I call it a Dive Hard story. It is. So the okay. story is um, an interaction. The person, It's the person's story, but it's his interaction and how he was inspired uh, through and it, uh, a trip with us. Yeah, okay. it, it was really strange how it happened. In uh, September, we were training a team down at Dive Paradise, and he happened to be on the boat pleasure diving. And he overheard us talking and came up to us that evening by the pool and said, I really think I like what you tell me more about what Dive Heart is. And we well, I'll, I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break, and, and we're going to get the, this whole story, give uh, people an idea of where this documentary is, what it's about. And uh, it sounds like it's a pretty good story from what I've read online as well. And that's coming up next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving. This is the Worldwide Scuba Radio Network. trident yeah there were horses and a man on fire and i killed a guy with a trident brick i've been meaning to talk to you about that you should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder this is the world's first radio show devoted to diving i am greg the dive master okay so jim elliott and gosh you know i'm spacing uh, tina Tina, Tina Marie, Tina Marie, Marie from uh, Dive Hard are with us to tell about uh, tell us about this new documentary. Which uh, Tina is it coming out on? Uh, is it Netflix or where's it uh, being distributed around the world? Where's it? Well, it won't from? be distributed until after the premiere, which is May eighteenth. Okay, and gotcha. then at, by that point, we will hopefully have um, an idea of who's going to pick it up. So gotcha. we're waiting to hear back uh, from Netflix and Amazon and those types of things. Okay. But fingers crossed. We'll be able to tell you where to go. Now, is that premiere at some film festival type of thing where that, that's what they do? That kind of, is that what it is? Or are you guys just doing so, your own uh, little launch? We have decided to do a premiere in our hometown in downtown Downers Grove. Okay. Uh, we have a classic cinema, a thousand seat theater. So it's, it's one of those, it was just Ooh. one screen, and it's beautiful. That's Chicago, beautiful right? Place. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's outskirts it's Chicago, of Chicago, right? Oh, right. About 20 miles west of Chicago. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, okay, so that, that'll happen in May. And then after that, when they see uh, this, that's what happens. You kind of work a deal with a distributor and might show up on Amazon, Netflix, God knows where. You know, whoever exactly. has the most money that they right. can we're, donate we're to looking, Die for, hopefully. Uh, we're looking at possibly entering some international film festivals, but the ones in the U.S. Um, are kind of out for us this year. And we really wanted to get it delivered to the public Got versus it. waiting just so that we can go through a bunch of um, yeah. festivals. Sure. And uh, so, Jim, the, the guy that is featured in this documentary, his name, and can you give us a little brief story yeah, of what the, what's his, going on? His name is uh, David Marsh. He uh, approached us in September and closed him out. Yeah. Learned what we did, said he wanted to do a documentary. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. You know, and, and then he calls three or four times. You go, wow, this guy's for real. Yeah. So he starts doing backstories. Uh, he comes with us on our December trip. But in September, he started doing backstories on the eight adaptive divers, five wheelchair users that we had. And he, he gets to Thanksgiving doing all these backstories for mm-hmm. over a month. and 
on Thanksgiving Day, his his son, who was struggling with opioid addiction, got out of rehab, came to his house, had Thanksgiving dinner, OD'd, and died at his house. Ugh. A week before a week before the trip. Yeah. So his he met with his family and said, What do I do? I, I don't know. Should I stay and do a, take care of the funeral? Do I they go look at you go? Don't go down a rabbit hole with this. Right. Just go and do what you're going to do with Dive Heart. And so he and his brother came to Cozumel and did not say anything until the last day. And Pete's been on our trips and we do a go around and go, hey, Pete, what happened? What do you think of the trip? You know, and everybody's family by then. So they're sure. hugging and kissing and laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's the last one to speak. And he, and he just tells a quick joke because that's the kind of guy he was him and his brother when they weren't filming they were they were pushing people in wheelchairs back to their rooms they were just salt to the earth kind of guys yeah and then he drops the bomb on us and and there wasn't a dry eye in the house basically. Well, i'm sure and wow. the film is about his journey we just kind of happened to be there wow so was- so he covers that about his son in the documentary too we had no idea. Every, he does. Wow. He does. Yeah. Every, okay. every morning he was getting up and filming himself. So every day is a theme. So one day is trust. Another day is adapting. And he goes, I have to adapt now. You know, yeah. he turns the camera on himself. It's just really powerful. Wow. No, that, that sounds uh, really special. And, and I could imagine, you know, when a tragedy like that happens, you hear these type of stories where the best way to heal sometimes is to help someone else. And it sounds like that's where this might be going a little bit. Am I picking that up uh, right, Trish? Yeah, I think uh, the focus is on the start of his journey to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, his What he was getting out of interacting and learning about these people that we work with and the buddies that come and the interviews, it's, it's so serendipitous because you're, you're hearing people talk to him and say, you never know what someone else is going through. Right. You don't know if you come with a heartache, a heartbreak, you know, maybe you lost somebody in your life. And we're all saying things like this to him, and none of us have any idea that he had just lost his son. Sure. He was amazing at keeping it together. Well, that that is uh, pretty remarkable in itself. But, you know, Dive Heart, if you don't know, you've been living under a rock. They've been doing this for so long, but they take people that have, you know, w- you know, physical or, I don't know, maybe even mental challenges for that matter, uh, and, and showing them, hey, you can still dive. This could give you a ac- uh, you know, new activity to pursue, or maybe it's always on, been on your list, and you think, you can't do it now but but they're there to show you that you can and uh and it's quite an inspiring organization dive hard divehard.org is where you go and uh, support them pete you've had some work right. with them right yeah. yeah and i'm gonna correct you what because dive Heart's not only about disabled divers mm-hmm. when you put your and i'm sorry i'm gonna cry just two weeks after my son died i was with them as well yeah i'm sorry that's all right no i i feel you pete i mean and that's exactly what i'm talking about Trish. love you pete yeah and and, but that's what i mean you know when when people suffer tragedy sometimes the best way to heal is to go out there and help someone else and that that's a way for them to deal with their grief i've seen this time and time again and it sounds like you know pete is given a personal story there and he's going to make it tough for us to finish this segment i can tell already damn you but uh we're with you we're with you there pete though Love you, pete. and we thank you for sharing we do but uh but, organization support yeah, them if you can yeah yeah but it, but it's inspiring uh for sure and i'm glad 
that you guys, uh, uh, you know, these guys approached you and it's turned into this thing. I mean, obviously, I have not seen the documentary yet. Have you seen like a rough cut yourself already, Jim, or or both of you, or what? I've seen it four times and we've cried every time. Oh, okay, yeah. well, so we can't I w- make it through, and we know it's coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and uh, um, I would imagine they've seen a lot. And if it, it, make, it hits you guys on the emotional side, it's going to hit the general population pretty strongly as well. And, you know, obviously it, it's a good thing for diving. You know, we joke around a lot on this show, obviously, and we focus more on the fun aspects of diving. And, and you can take it for granted. And what's so inspiring when you see what the folks at Dive Heart and some of the people that they work with, uh, when they go through this process, you're just like, gosh, we are so fortunate uh, that we, you know, and it's so easy to take it for granted. And then you see people that have these challenges and can still get a little taste of what we what we do. It just makes you appreciate life uh, a little bit more. So I just love what you guys can do add something? in general. Go ahead, Pete. So, and, and the point I was trying to make before I blubbered was that you'll never be more challenged as a diver. Because you not only got to worry about your buoyancy and your safety, you got someone else under you that you got to take care of. It's not about you all the time. Mm-hmm. Your situational awareness will improve. Your entire ability to dive on your own will improve. You will improve as a diver by helping others learn how to dive in this way. Right. And you don't have to be an instructor. You don't have to be a dive master. You can be a rank amateur, just certified and go down and help these people out because they're simply awesome. Yeah, well, I have no doubt it'd make you a better diver. I have a feeling it would make you a better human being, you know, and I think it kind of connects on that uh, level uh, very much so as well. So thank you. And I've also also seen time and again, if you think, oh, I've seen it all, I've done it all, and a lot of you have, um, as far as diving is concerned, I've seen a renewed love of diving and amazement because now this person who's seen everything gets to show somebody new. Sure. And I, I've seen that happen. And it's beautiful because it's wonderful for our adaptive divers, as well as that person who, again, they've seen everything, they've done everything. And, and it's so wonderful to bring that sense of awe and amazement back in their lives. Oh, I have no doubt. I mean, it's very rewarding just taking anybody off the street and turning them in, in, into a diver as a, as a dive instructor, let alone someone with a real challenge. That uh, you would think, you know, or they would think it, it would keep them from enjoying what we love to do so much. Well, uh, uh, Jim, Trish, thank you so much for being on Scuba Radio and sharing your story. If people want more information, they would just go to DiveHeart.org about this premiere and, and maybe even consider uh, attending the premiere or what? Please come out. We've got 1,000 seats to fill. Okay, there so. you go. So go to DiveHeart.org. Uh, check out the premiere, and there there should be information about how to get tickets right there. I guess. Right, what's the name of the documentary? So we can oh, yeah. keep, a look, keep an eye uh, out for it. Adapting to dive. Yeah, adapting. To to dive. There you go. He's holding up the picture right now, uh, and we'll try to get a link up there at scubaradio.com. It's on our social media as well. There's an event on our Facebook, uh, off our Facebook page, and things like that. So, um, and email info. Uh, at diveheart.org if you have any questions or have any problems finding anything there you go awesome. yeah just go there participate support the organization not just with this uh, uh movie premiere that they're getting ready to do but uh, with all the other work it's good stuff all right so we, we're gonna have to regroup here uh grab some hankies and uh but we got a commercial uh, break to uh to fulfill that need <laughs> and we'll be back next on the world's first radio show devoted to diving 
Would you like to talk diving? Greg the Dive Master's all toweled down and ready to take your call now. Call Scuba Radio at 1-888-88-SCUBA. Power, simplicity, reliability. It's what you demand of your dive computer. And Shearwater delivers. Shearwater evolved out of one tech diver's need for a reliable, easy-to-use rebreather dive computer and quickly became the tech market leader. Now recreational divers have taken notice. The Shearwater Peregrine is a simple, full-color, multi-gas dive computer. It's also the most economical Shearwater dive computer released to date. Check it out and the entire line at Shearwater.com. Shearwater. Dive computers for demanding divers. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving, flying, and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving, flying, and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy. And this is why I wanted to tell you about Nanook Professional Protective Cases. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. From their high-impact NK7 resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook cases generally cost less than similar products currently on the market. From an iPhone to a full set of dive gear, whatever you need to shield from the elements, Nanook Professional Protective Cases has the size, shape, and color for you. Go to Nanook.com. That's N-A-N-U-K.com for Nanook Professional Protective Cases. The evolution of protection. Hey, baby, what's going down? Later, nerd. Are you lacking with the ladies? Nope. Enhance your scuba superpowers with a new scuba radio hat. Wow, nice hat. Just picked it up at scubaradio.com. Buy two scuba radio hats and get free shipping. Need a dive, buddy, sexy? Always, and I got a scuba radio hat for you, too. (sighs) New scuba radio hats are now available at scubaradio.com. So cool. Order yours today or stay a loser. Surface interval is complete. You are now clear to dive with Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. The world's first radio show devoted to diving. Scuba Radio. Dive, dive, dive. Now, we'll need oxygen. I got it covered. In the event of an emergency, my ass can be used as a flotation device. Oh, that reminds me. You've all taken your pressure pills, right? Yes. Stop asking. On your mark, ready, set, let's go to the sea below. I know, you know, we go psycho for the show. That's a hit. Just can't sit. It's time to go diving with it. That's it. Call your buddy, let's dive. We're about to go live. This ain't no jive. And you know it's always better down where it's wetter. So go with the pro. It's time for the show, Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio. We're going diving with it. Scuba Radio. We're going diving with it. Scuba Radio. We're going diving with it. Scuba Radio. Don't make me smack you like Will Smith. This is the world's first radio show devoted to diving. I am Greg the Dimester. I need to do uh, something to lighten up the mood after that last one. That was that was very emotional. That was good stuff. Sorry. Though. No, that's fine. You're allowed. No, You're allowed. it's fine. I, uh, Pete, I'm glad you shared. I, re- I Most really of am. the time, it's straight idiocy, so yeah. that was nice. Well, usually it takes physical violence to make somebody cry like that. So the fact that it was purely on emotion, 
uh, it just brought us to a whole new level. And I think it's, uh, you actually added depth to the show. Depth. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things. So I think that a dive show should have a lot of Yeah, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's things that we, you know, after 25 years of doing the show, you'd think we've done it all. And uh, and there you go. That was something new that we hadn't actually had. We've only cracked the surface, Yeah, And there's things you get on Scuba Radio you will get nowhere else. And uh, Anna from Portugal. That's Well, there, that's we could be crying quite a bit underwater. No one would ever know. And but, Rachel uh, could prescribe the uh, prescription to take care of whatever. Well, we the, she could stuff. do that. And she may need to prescribe oh, a go. prescription. Mm-hmm. You know, coming up next week is Easter weekend. And you know what that means. And I think this Bunny is news. Oh, no. No. Oh, I know. They, I bet uh, Rachel, Mermaid Rachel, who's back with us as a Scuba Radio Scuba Squad member, as well as Kristen. But you know, Greg, and definitely Anna Anna. Could, she, could, uh, she could tell us a backstory on that little critter, too. Well, uh, what, you mean the Easter eel? Anna, have yes. you ever heard of the Easter eel? What? That's, yeah, she's no. like, uh, never heard of the Easter <laughs> Well, uh, l- Sounds let me, inappropriate, Greg. L- yes, let me explain the, what the Easter eel is and this little ditty we have. Here comes Ed the Easter eel. We're not quite sure just what's his deal. He comes to good divers on Easter day. Oh, wow. You'll wake up Easter morning and you'll do what we all do. He might be there to wish you well, but don't confuse him with your poo. So keep the lid up for him this year. The Easter eel is almost here. Divers round the world now all say yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's an international. That was a great, inspiring legend that you made up. No, no, that's a diving thing that is uh, international. Uh, Ed the Easter Eel visits every uh, good diver, and that will be next Sunday, a week from tomorrow. And tell him where he shows up. Well, where so are you left you out, then, Greg? Well, did I do what, Pete? Are you left out? Am I left out of what? The no. good divers. Well, oh. after that little song, maybe I don't really want Ed to visit me. You know, <laughs> Ed visits him every morning. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing that was news to you, Anna. You didn't know about Ed to the Easter. You might want to start a conservation project. You may write her thesis. I'll think about that. it. Think about it. Yes. Rachel, what do you think? Too long. Are there any drugs that would uh, help you erase that memory or that? <laughs> Emodium. Emodium. I was about to say Emodium. Oh, God. Help me. X-lax. X-lax for that one. She's a, well, there's probably some yeah. drugs to make you see it clearly, though. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's uh, some vitamins. Ocular vitamins. Yeah, it's just a lack of fiber uh, if, if you don't have... Uh, anyway, um, I apologized in advance, so I think you we're good. apologize to Anna. Yeah, but next week... You um, her for life. Now you know the story of uh, the Easter eel. I didn't know his name was Ed. I didn't realize he had a first name. Well, yeah. For 25 years, it's been Ed. Well, I don't know if it's been that long. I don't know. You know, we, we actually have... If you uh, if you Google uh, Easter eel, you, a picture of Ed will show up, and it's an, a green moray eel. And a little Easter bonnet. Anna's laughing right it's now, adorable. but I'm, I'm telling you, it's a God's honest truth. Yep. Google it. Google the Easter eel. Do your research, and next week you'll you'll be uh, just that much wiser, or be able to play this prank on other unsuspecting divers. 
but uh, he does exist. There's a whole backstory to Ed the Easter Eel. I don't know if they call him Ed, uh, but they do call him the there Easter Eel. There it is. There it is. Can't see it that good, but yeah, I'm surprised Bubble Boy doesn't even have him as his uh, virtual backdrop yeah. on his. What, what's wrong with video Bubble feed. Boy? I assume is not working correctly. Yes, today, well, you it's know, all blurry. What the hell? It's all blurry. He yeah. blushed it. Okay, but uh, but yeah, you know, next week that's how divers can celebrate and just bring you know. You, maybe we ought to go out uh, for a dive. Now, what are you supposed celebratory to do? dive? Are you supposed to flush him or just let him go? Well, you, you want him to be free. And uh, be free to swim, you know, Meaning? the waterways of, so of your local... So don't flush uh, him? No. I mean, you should flush your Easter eels out to the water. If he, if he came free. up there, chances are he'll, come, he'll go back on his own. I don't think you have to do much. He's an eel. They can slide into all kinds of crazy crevices. And cracks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> now. <laughs> Easy. Quiet. All right. How about that extreme? It was right there. Wow. Yeah. It was. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, this has been Crash a fun and, and very diverse uh, edition. Sandler would know what to do with them. These oh, three of coming for your dingleberries. Hey, quiet. Stop <laughs> it. Stop Look it. out. Look out. <laughs> uh, we'll have to find out what kind of gifts he delivers to good little diver boys and girls. Boiled eggs. You think that's what it is? I don't know what it is. We'll so find out. We'll have that for you Sounds next like week eggs. on The Big Show. Till then, remember... It's always better. Where, gang? Come Down. on. Where it is better. Safe diving, everyone. On the boat or down below, if you want to stay in the know. If you be pressurized there, you'll want to be there on Scuba Radio. Scuba Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Scuba Radio. This seems the logical place for fish to congregate. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past editions of Scuba Radio worldwide over the internet at scubaradio.com. So we're in international waters? Indeed so. Tell a friend and buddy up with your radio every week for Scuba Radio, the world's first radio show devoted to diving. Well, it's all very nice here, but we should be going. I miss me wife and me oxygen. Yes, we all miss our loved ones and gases. Let's go. The opinions you just heard on Scuba Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. Okay, you know, what I just heard? Blah, 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 blah. They're not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. Come on, quit yanking me. Scuba diving does involve risk and should never be conducted without proper instruction and training. Oh, what's the worst thing that could happen? I could die. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at scubaradio.com. <laughs>